Hello, welcome to Ask the Expert. My name is Sandy Minardi from Sandman Financial. If at any point during this show, we want to uh, make sure that you know you can learn more information by giving us a call if you need any questions answered at 918-232-7665 or you can always go online, sandman.financial, S-A-N-D-M-A-N dot financial with no dot com after it. You can also tune in to more shows just like this one on my Sandman Financial Podcast. It's available on Google Play, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. That will help you make sure that you're always up to date with our latest episodes on a variety of different topics. Today, we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to the hearts of all the uh, accountants out there. (laughs) Tax time. Everyone talks a lot about taxes the closer you get to April 15th and that filing deadline. But it can be important to take a bit more proactive approach regarding your tax liability. And speaking of those accountants, I know they'd appreciate it when you get your stuff in and get it together before April 15th. So, but before we get any any further into this topic, let me introduce my co-host, Tom Davis. Hi, Tom. How are you today? I'm not hiding from the tax man, in case you're interested, but I'm doing fine, Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a good thing. <laughs> oh, goodness sakes. You know, I was just trying to uh, not to let you uh, tax my patience while I was waiting for the intro. Hey, hey, you see what I did there? Ar, 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 ar. Yeah. yeah, that's a classic dad joke, quite yeah. frankly, Tom. It you is, know? it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I can get on board with it, you know, for the sake mm-hmm. of this week's episode, okay? Uh, all right. I appreciate you humoring me. Uh, speaking of humor, uh, did you hear the one about the uh, three accountants that walked into a bar? Okay, yeah. Well, you know, I'm just going to assume right now that that was for an audit, and we're going to leave it at that because I don't want to alienate any of my accountant friends out there. (laughs) So, but I do think for uh, those of us who aren't accountants, I have some valuable information to share this week, okay? All right, sounds good. So, uh, what are we going to discuss today, Sandy? Well, like I said, it's tax time, mm-hmm. so thought it'd be a good idea to talk about some tax tips and strategies to make it easier. Tax season is uh, many things to me, but easy isn't exactly one of them. So how, uh, <laughs> how exactly are we going to go about making it easier? Well, all right. Before we discuss those tips, I just want to remind people, if they haven't noticed, that the IRS is not accepting 2020 returns until after February 12th this year. So if it is easy for you and you've already put your return together, you probably ought to wait a couple of weeks before you submit it, okay? Good to know. But for most of us, you know, those of us who uh, you know have a tendency to wait until the last minute, uh, what can we do to make it easier? Okay. One of the best things to do to make it easier, in my opinion, is to not wait till the last minute to start gathering <laughs> the necessary documents as a starting point. Mm-hmm. From W-2s that you're going to get from an employer to various 1099s. Some people might even see a new 1099. It's a 1099 NEC that may be getting out this year. Uh, You may have already gotten mortgage interest rate statements and a 1095 for your health insurance. 
there's a lot of important documents that you need to complete your taxes. By gathering all those documents before you get started, you'll make it a lot easier to walk through the entire process. I just use one of those online tax preparation services myself, and sometimes I, uh, I'll i get to pretty far along in the process without realizing that I really don't have some of the forms that I need, and that can be a real pain. you have any suggestions on how to handle that? I, I do, Tom. I think it happens to a lot of people that one of the real easy things to do is to look at your return from last year. That can be a good starting point to make sure that you have all the documents that you need. Now, a lot can certainly change from one year to the next, but in my experience, you can learn a lot about what you're going to need for your taxes this year by looking back at what you needed last year. Now, speaking of changes from one year to the next, as with all financial matters, I feel like it's a good idea to visit with a a financial services professional that can help you make educated decisions. Opinions are going to vary greatly about tax season. Some people think of it as a time when they get a, a boost to their bottom line, and other people dread it as a time of year they can often end up paying a chunk of money. But there's one thing that I think can be very important by serving as a financial benchmark of sorts. Well, what, well, what do you mean by financial benchmark? Oh, I'm glad you asked. As, as the old saying goes, death and taxes are the two only certainties of life. Mm. We've all heard that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And as an offshoot of that tax season, by virtue of that, is also a certainty. So, you know, it's going to come every year. So if you take that time to view it as a benchmark or a milestone where you can step back, look at your entire financial picture, it can be very valuable whether you end up getting money back or paying in. So when you say that, you're just not talking about taxes. I mean, you're actually uh, meaning that you're going to visit with a financial services professional and take a really high-level look at your financial picture? Exactly. Tax time doesn't have to be just about taxes. Now, don't get me wrong, it will be about taxes too, and that's Mm. necessitated by the federal government. But no one will be requiring you to take a look at your financial picture every April. But you can use it as a reminder to chat with your financial services professional or talk to a new one. I mentioned a few weeks ago, in fact, that looking at your financial picture could be a good New Year's resolution each year. And since taxes come right into that same window of time, January, February, it really is a good time to review your situation. We encourage our clients to start with an annual risk assessment to see if you need to make any adjustments. Also, by starting now, you still have time to take advantages if you need to contribute additional to a traditional IRA or HSA, a health savings plan, to reduce your 2020 taxes. Got it. So maybe April 15th is tax day every year, but maybe I should make, oh, I don't know, um, Groundhog Day every year to reevaluate my retirement strategy day. <laughs> well, there you go, Tom. That's perfect. <laughs> so just don't get too hung up on whether the sun is shining or not, okay? Okay. <laughs> We're all Look, we're all looking for brighter, warmer days right now. Amen. But hey, as long as it works for you and it serves as a reminder year in and year out, Groundhog Day sounds like the perfect day for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. One thing that does matter is when we take a break and it's time for one of those right now. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> anything you'd like to share with the audience before we step away for a moment? 
Well, tax season is just one element of your larger financial picture. Visit my website, sandman.financial, or call my office at 918-232-7665 to discuss how we might be able to answer your questions and help you on your path to retirement and give you maybe some tax guidance along the way. All right. Thanks, Andy. We'll be right back with more with what you need to know this tax season. Welcome back to Ask the Expert. My name is Sandy Minardi from Sandman Financial. If at any point during the show you want to learn more information, please feel free to give us a call at 918-232-7665 or visit online at sandman.financial. Thanks, Sandy. You know, before the break, we were talking about tax season, and there was something that you said earlier that I kind of wanted to revisit. You said it can be good to take a proactive approach toward your taxes. What, what did you mean by that? Okay. Um, there's, a, there's a couple of things at play here. The first is that by gathering what you need before you actually start doing your taxes, that'll make the process a lot simpler for whomever's preparing them, whether it's yourself or someone else. The second is that as we were discussing in the previous segment, you can set your entire financial picture up uh, to be a little bit better if you look at tax season as a time to be proactive about your retirement strategy. By working with a financial services professional now, for instance, you can make sure that you're making decisions that will put you on track to achieve your retirement goals as well. And as an added bonus, you'll be able to limit unwanted surprises during next year's tax season too. Well, that is good news. You know, I sometimes I end up taking a cross my fingers and hope approach at tax time, which I assume would be frowned upon by some people of whom I'm speaking. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, what should I be aware of this tax season as I look to close out my 2020 taxes and put 2020 in the rear view mirror once and for all? Oh, no kidding. Let's finish our taxes for 2020 so we never have to speak of last year again. Over the last several years, the standard deduction has gone up over the previous year. One of the important points is that you'll want to consider whether or not you have enough deductions to itemize. For 2020 taxes, in order to itemize, you have to pass the standard deduction amount of $12,400 for singles and $24,800 for married couples filing jointly. So what are some of the things that count toward your deduction as you're trying to figure out out if you should itemize. Well, it depends on your unique situation. Everybody's different. There are some common type of expenses, though, that qualify as deductions. They include things like mortgage interest, charitable contributions, medical and dental expenses, certain types of educational expenses, and certain type of state and local taxes. And that's not all that qualifies, but those are some of the biggies. So if I am understanding correctly, if your expenses in those categories don't add up uh, to get you to that threshold that we mentioned earlier, which would be $12,400 for single people and $24,800 for married filing jointly, you just accept the standard deduction and use that for your tax calculations instead of itemizing. That's that's exactly right, Tom. Makes it a lot easier. Yeah, that's one in a row. Is there a way to figure that out before you collect all those documents? I mean, it seems like a lot of work to figure out a pretty basic part of your taxes. Well, unfortunately... 
no. There's there's no substitute for doing the work. And while it might be a pretty basic part of your taxes, it can have a very significant impact on the results. And not to continue banging this drum, but it is a really good reason to be proactive about your tax situations and talk to a financial services professional about that tax liability. Taxes, they simply come down to math. It can be complicated math, but it's math nonetheless. That means there's a solution to the problem, right? Mm -hmm. If that solution is related to how, when, you're handling your tax deductions, a tax professional or another financial services professional can potentially help you find that out. Okay. Uh, So what you're saying is that it isn't a two plus two math problem, but instead one of those more involved, hard to understand word problems? Well, they're not hard for everyone to understand, but... (laughs) I would I would say that's probably accurate. There's there's a whole lot of ifs and buts that can apply to your unique situation, you know, and, and though it's just good to have a professional on your side. My gosh, I, I could really get in the weeds on this and we don't really have time for that. But um but during tax season in particular, the math is always about trying to pay in as little as possible or receiving back as much as possible, depending on your situation. (laughs) It's certainly a lot more fun to get money back at tax time than it is to pay in. Oh, man, isn't that the truth? Yes. And so we want to make sure we maximize that opportunity or that chance at every opportunity. And there's a lot of good things that you can do with some expected or um, unexpected money at tax time that can have long-term benefits. Think about turning your refund, if you're getting one, into something a little more valuable and use your refund strategically. For instance, a Roth IRA contribution. If you aren't maxing out your Roth IRA contribution each year, you could use your tax refund to do that. That's a great idea. So what is the maximum you can contribute to a Roth IRA? Well, in 2020, your total contributions to IRAs, both traditional and Roth, can be up to $6,000, and that jumps up to seven if you're older than 50. That was the same number that was in 2019. In order to contribute the max, you have to make more than, uh, than that in taxable compensation within that year. If your taxable compensation is less than six or $7,000, you can contribute up to the exact amount of dollars that you made in compensation that year. Things like Social Security, for instance, they don't, in, uh, they don't count towards compensation. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I, I think Roth IRAs are a good idea for is because since the money that you put in is already taxed, it's going to be able to grow in an account tax-free. Whether it fits into your retirement strategy, that's a different question. But there are income limits on Roths and spousal contribution amounts to consider for IRAs. So it may be best for you to evaluate that with a financial services professional or a tax professional to know what's best for your particular situation. Okay. Uh, Discuss possibilities to max out my Roth IRA contribution. Got it. There we go. Okay. What are some other financially beneficial things that you can do with your tax refund if you get one? Uh, If you get one. Well, Well, if you're a homeowner, 
it always feels like a good idea to put it towards a home project. That's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. We all spent more time at home last year. So some people have been working on sprucing up their homes during the past year, but there's probably more projects that you've identified. That's one benefit of using tax refund money. Another benefit is that if the project adds to the value of your home, you're actually extending the value of that tax refund. Now, if you use your tax refund on a vacation, I am not going to fault you, especially after the year that we've had this past year. It can be a great time. Mm. But just remember, that money comes in and is gone. If you put it into a project that adds value to your home or to your retirement plan, you get the money now and you'll recoup some of it and its value later. I love it. I mean, I do love vacations, too, but adding value to your home makes sense as a way to spend your tax refund. So what else you got for us? Debt is next. No one likes to carry a debt load, and it can really take a toll on your ability to put money away for retirement if you have a lot of debt. Mm -hmm. That means a healthy payment towards any debt that you may have, particularly high-interest debt like credit cards is one of the smartest financial decisions you can make with your tax refund, in my opinion. Now, when we talk about fun ways to spend your refund, this certainly is probably not going to be very high on your list. Not exactly. You know, it, it's kind of like getting new tires on your car. You mean, you know, it's really important, but yeah, it doesn't really bring you a whole lot of joy. Oh, that's that's a great comparison. And I also think, like getting new tires, it might not be a fun way to spend your money, but it does provide some awesome relief once it's done. Having a lighter debt load gives you more money, more spring in your step, and, and my gosh, it certainly enables you to do more towards retirement. I like the idea of my tax refund going to work for me. You know, unfortunately, uh, look at that. Yeah, we worked our way to that short end of the clock again, Sandy. We're, we're almost out of time. Last thoughts? I, I know we've been talking about taxes and I mentioned getting with your financial services professional for an annual checkup, especially in this current market environment where everything, including the financial world, seems so volatile. Just make sure that you're taking the steps you need to protect your retirement. Now, evaluating your risk tolerance and looking at your financial strategy, that is certainly going to give you some peace of mind. For sure. If someone needs help or a second opinion on their financial strategy, where should our audience go to get in touch with you? Okay. Visit my website, sandman.financial, or give me a call at my office, 918-232-232. 7665 to discuss your questions and address your concerns regarding tax season or any other topic on your retirement journey. We can set up a virtual meeting or a one-on-one, whatever you are the most comfortable with. Thanks, Sandy. And this concludes this week's Ask the Expert show with Sandy Minardi from Sandman Financial and me, your co-host, Tom Davis. Hey, stay safe and healthy out there and may God bless you. 
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Opinions expressed are solely those of Sandman Financial and staff. All topics covered are believed to be from reliable sources. However, Sandman Financial makes no representations to its accuracy or completeness. This commercial shall in no way be construed as a solicitation to sell securities or advisory services to residents of any state other than those were otherwise permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to tax implementation. Sandman Financial is not a tax preparation service. Insurance products and services are offered through Sandman Financial and the affiliated companies. Uh, Sandman Financial and the insurance companies represented are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.